Come on, your hot date is here. She looks like an angel. You are such a tramp. But get wise, guys. It's been a long time since I've been out on the town, and I'm about ready to raise some hell. How about you? She's the devil in disguise. I'm Frida. And I'm Ted. And I'm Satan. She's a girlfriend from hell. Shouldn't we get to know one another first? To know. Isn't she a scream? Well, if you think that's a scream, you gotta see her drive. Join us if you dare on a date you will never forget. Oh, don't think this is a free ride. I want something in return. What? You're so... Girlfriend from hell. I'm really scared. What should we do? Oh, first off, we don't invite Maggie along with us anymore. Come with us now, if you dare. Down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> Welcome back, friends and neighbors, friends and lovers, Whoa. to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. <laughs> I'm, <not that> close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars, including Travis, Brent, Gary, and you are listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show Whoa. podcast, where every week we watch a movie chosen by one of us, round robin style, and talked about ad nauseum for your enjoyment and listening pleasure this week travis picked the movie travis what did we watch the forgotten classic girlfriend from hell from the year 1989 directed by some guy <laughs> written by a dude starring people uh there you go a glorious vhs glorious vhs not available on dvd i can't imagine why because there's a lot of movies that are a lot worse than this available on dvd we can you know, right yeah we can yeah. you know Somehow and, the license for this one has fallen through the cracks. Somebody owned it, and they're like, uh, I, don't I can't do anything with this. Yeah, yeah, what can we do? Go ahead. Do what you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a direct-to-video release, I'm assuming, in I, see, I can't. Yeah, I can't be too sure. if they're, I'm sure it was direct-to-video, just because that's I where think, the market yeah, was. Right, right. I hope so. You know, for, especially for horror, you know. <laughs> because, well, well, unless the horror was done by the big studios, it, most of it did go direct-to-VHS. Yeah. Was this even shot on film? Do we know? It had to be. Yeah, was it? it was shot yeah. Like 35 or 16? Uh, 35. I would assume yeah, 35. I mean, yeah. it didn't look, you know, it yeah. didn't look 16. Just the lighting was horrible. The, the actual yeah. film quality wasn't, well, well there's something VHS, to be said to about, it. like, I mean, it's still got 1980s, man. I mean, you know, when you're watching this, you're like, man, that really was a different time, or at least the style that they were going for. All the nights are lit by an electric oh, blue. It's got Ele- the blue monster, the blue light monster that attacks most films of the 80s. I don't know if we can like accurately capture this, though, because Escape from New York is a blue moonlit uh, movie, right? When you think of like, John Carpenter, you think of Halloween, it's like a blue nighttime movie. But this is like... Fucking neon. But those neon are like, movie, I was going to yeah. say, but those are like good filmmakers <laughs> where a okay, lot of well, other like, well, I mean, it's Night of, the, Night of the Demons has this type of lighting to it. It's very colorful. Night of the Demons? I don't think Night of the Demons is think? that bad. Well, no. Witchboard. 
I mean, like, you know, uh, so, yeah, maybe yeah, Witchboard, something like that. It was a Witchboard, maybe it was, uh, yeah, Mausoleum or, you know, like so, those type. Well, yeah, of those type. Yeah, definitely. Well, There's just like, we got the blue light. Yeah, the further down the <laughs> chain you get in studios, the brighter the blue light gets. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that. <laughs> just, just put a fucking big neon sign out the window. It's just That's, that thinking that, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, people just, I, I mean, you see this a lot in movies where it's just like, it's nighttime. Just put a fucking blue light somewhere. It's like, dude, put more in a house. Who has a light on in their kitchen and still has moonlight shining through, like casting moonlight on the fucking walls? It's like, that's yeah. not moonlight. Yeah. It's, it's like a stylistic thing that seems to be a prevalent in movies of those times. I mean, the other the thing that was missing from this I didn't notice was the fog atmosphere, the heavy fog yeah. atmosphere, like indoors. Uh, we saw Trick or Treat. What was that last week or the week before? And that was yeah. like two weeks ago. And that was like you know heavy fog indoors. I know mean, Mausoleum's another one that's like, man, this one does have like a diffusion filter or something over the lens. Yeah, I'm so, sure if we saw better quality of this, maybe we'd see something. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they spent any money on a fucking like even like a fog machine or. Yeah. I mean, they. Uh, Did you notice even the street lights for blue? Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the nuns were cast in blue light. All of it. It was all blue light. If they were outside, it was blue. Street light, light thing, though. In the 80s, uh, the street lights were blue. You remember? At some really? point, they went and replaced them all with those amber lights. But in the 80s, uh, street lights they were They did have blue. that. But, but were they yeah, like they a fluorescent? Like white. It was like I mean, white. Yeah. It, it wasn't was light. It was light more that. It would show up green, yeah. right? It would. Maybe the, in film, I'm not sure. I think this was somehow, however, they, they timed the print. I mean, because yeah. everything that should be like a white light was definitely blue, and the blues were blue. <laughs> like, yeah, because I well, think it was just blue. I don't even think they, whoops, well, they were just going like, for like, blue color or something. Because, uh, yeah. you know, even the, in the costumes, you know, everybody's wearing these bright fluorescent, yeah, you know, or what would you call it, neon. Uh, yeah, like pinks long. and greens and reds and eighties. You know. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the time, right? Yeah. And big fucking hair. Yeah. And, and plenty paint. of spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> this would definitely paint. be the eighties yeah. stank, right? <laughs> <laughs> if there ever was one. Yeah, it has a thing, yeah, something. I don't know. It's a stylistic kind of you know, it was weird in the eighties, I remember like all that stuff used to be considered futuristic right you know because right. coming out of the 70s where it was all kind of well, grimy and very real and that's they went with the, like this fluorescent you know colors everywhere and that's always the way right a style's always going for for a futuristic look right you got like the rocket shaped cars of the fucking 50s and 60s you know yeah. you're always going for like oh no people would wear all silver fucking jumpsuits and like, right you yeah know, yeah you know, it's gonna be even great. miami vice i remember you know <laughs> it's like the look that they had well, i wouldn't say it was futuristic but it was you know cutting edge it's like look at all, and now it's like you look at that stuff and I mean, it dated itself probably like two years after it was made. Uh, <laughs> right? Did it take that long? <laughs> the next month. The shoulder pads? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guys with shoulder pads and that aren't on a playing field. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, a little personal backstory. I first saw this movie. I mean, shit, 89, in 89, I was seven years old. Oh my god! You know, I feel old. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably saw. I probably. I'm not sure if I. I probably didn't see this in '89. I'm sure I saw this like in '90 or '91 or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's just like I mean, this is a quirky movie. I think that's why I've always liked this, and I've always liked that style of like Charles Band, where it's like people put in like weird sci-fi aspects to like what would normally be like I don't even know I mean this is kind of a possession movie right kind of a mm-hmm. but then they throw in a sex comedy they throw in 
like a spacey, like, like double chaser guy that's got like a dimension portal hopper or whatever. You know, this is kind of very like 1980s. Like we're going laser gun. We're going like fucking Bill and Ted devil hunter or whatever the hell. Right. Yeah. So just the concept of, I think uh, of this, like really just captured my, I mean, still kind of captures my imagination. I think the character chaser chaser is uh, who's that guy from Dana Ashbrook. Yeah. He was in twin peaks. He was Bobby on twin peaks. And, uh, he was in Waxwork. I remember he was the kid who turned into the werewolf. But it's funny watching this movie because, like, he must have been something. Like, his agents apparently thought so or whatever. He gets billing ahead of the cre- of the title at the beginning. It's like Dana Ashbrook in Girlfriend from Hell. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not in, like, half the movie. Well, then yeah. maybe that thing in the end credits about uh, list of appearances <laughs> as their agents demanded, maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that kind of tells you the tone of the movie that uh, we watch. Maybe you should set it up. Like, what was this movie about? What What's the concept? It's pretty, I mean, it's a really simple concept. I mean, that's why, like, as bad as this movie uh, can be considered, you still see the same writing tropes today that they tried to do in this. You know, you see everything they try to do. You see the pacing they try to go for, and you still, like I said, to this fucking day, you see the same... I mean, maybe written a little bit better, but you see still the same, like, eh, tired old fucking, uh, but, uh, so, uh, so, uh, a couple, which is played by, uh, the girl from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, 976 Evil. Leslie Dean. Yep. Leslie Dean. Her and her boyfriend, Animal House guy. The guy from Animal House that led the, uh, <laughs> charge against the Delta House. Yeah. The blonde guy. Gregory. <laughs> the blonde Gregory. guy. Blonde white guy. Yeah. <laughs> So they're uh, they're gonna hook up their friend Maggie with a with a blind date uh, for some guy for a friend of theirs birthday party. So you know you're supposed to get the idea that this Maggie girl's like a complete like fucking shut in nerd like doesn't know how to you know do anything uh, right. Uh, can't get ready for a date or you know you have a yeah she's extremely socially awkward. But so is her date is yeah. we're introduced to him too. At that point. Yeah. She's to, yeah she's to the point where like she can't put on gloves. She, yeah. yeah. Well that's yeah. And here's the point where it's like this is where they step out of like I said this movie to me has like a very like ooh, you know like oh, there's an idea oh shit that's a good idea oh ooh, ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean this is like half a cartoon. Yeah. It's half a cartoon. It's yeah. half like really not like reaching any sort of like realistic level at all i mean just the type of shit the characters do it's just like uh, it's, no, but really, it's, yeah. uh, it's a, well it's a split personality i mean the whole thing with the nuns which is hilarious was, but yeah. that, that whole <laughs> scene feels like it's a you're in a different movie than you are well and i thought they were going to do something with the nuns because they're like well the the evil is really getting bad in the neighborhood so i thought they were going to show more to that too but then it just like the devil girl just happened to be driving through when they brought up that point so yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's uh, the couple, the the blind. Well, okay, so wait, there's a blind date uh, happening. These couples, this group, are going to a birthday party. They're trying to fix their friends up on this blind. These awkward friends up on a blind date. But Dana Ashbrook, bounty hunter named Chaser, Chaser. is pursuing the devil. We find out. Which this is like it starts off with the Starfield, the movie does. So, yeah, like, Starfield. so it's an alien and some alien <laughs> bounty hunter. But no, it's he's chasing the devil. Devil takes possession of nerdy girl. But chasing the devil through space and time. Through through space and time. <laughs> takes possession of nerdy girl because she just happens to be in the wrong place at the right time. And she becomes the girlfriend from hell. Just, uh, you know, she gets the big hair. She gets super sexy. She's very, you know. I mean, this is why I do like this movie. I think that actress is very good. 
I do. I mean, yeah, she's not life. like, oh, she's not. Oh, no, this she is great. Knew, she knew it was up. She found the right tone, I think. For I it. mean, she's the only, I mean, you watch this movie, I mean, it's fucking dead until she gets possessed. And then she, like, she livens up the movie, I mean, for what it can be. Yeah. You know, she, I mean. Well, I guess you have to, right? I mean, the whole thing is kind of riding. If she's the girl, she's the titular character? She, yeah, the titular. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> a word. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> that's a joke from uh, uh, a couple podcasts ago. No, uh, 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 Upright Citizens Brigade, where a guy goes, uh, a guy goes, I had the titular line and out of Africa. I said, boy, I just, I, I can't wait to get out of Africa. It's like, and they keep, he keeps saying he has the titular line. The guy's like, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, like, uh, and you know, I think, I mean, her from her nerdy self to her, her devil self. I mean, those are like two distinct characters to me. Like, I was very worried to tell you the truth going into this with oh, me, you because she was like, <laughs> she was uh, unattractive and very nerdy, and like, oh, this is a bad performance and all that. But it was clear that she's probably in real life closer to the the devil character, maybe yeah, not, like, you know, but I mean, just more outgoing mm-hmm. and stuff. Than, yeah. Well, in know. the beginning, it was definitely dude looks like a lady. It was, that was, it was, it was I rough. thought it was a guy at first. I really <laughs> so did. I. Yeah. I'm like, uh, like, whoa. Is that a man? Oh, it's a girl. Do we know who that is? Ponytail. Yeah, like, I didn't I catch thought I name. might have read that. Maybe she was a playmate? I don't want to say that without less noise. All right. Well, you guys talk We're going to Google that. I will do some Captain Google. So, you know, she gets possessed by... Uh, by the devil and uh you know automatically chaser comes in and she i mean and this is where you get the tone to me of just the relationship between uh the chaser and the devil where she just like kicks him in the balls and he like passes out and she like makes some uh you know comment it turns out later in the movie that of course like uh and i almost think i mean i really think this is the meat of the movie i almost wish they would have like shown us either this earlier or, but the idea that, that Chaser was a dude that died and because of his sins went to purgatory or whatever. Oh, he was also, uh, the inventor of the condom. Yeah, yes. that was also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what got him on the radar. That's <laughs> got him on the radar. <laughs> so God says, oh, yeah, well, you got too many sins, but if you become a devil chaser and chase the devil for me, you know, maybe you'll, maybe you'll get into heaven. And when he goes down to earth, which I guess is supposed to be like a 1950s Chicago or some shit like that, I guess you're supposed to get, or not, not 50s, but like a 40s or. Yeah, something like noir. That. Yeah, yeah, some noirness. And, uh, so he ends up like sleeping with a girl and then having a relationship. And like, it turns out the girl's the devil. And, you know, he gets like, I don't even know, like, I guess punished by having the chaser, I guess. Wait, but, that, you know, that was he like, after he died, right? Yeah, that was I after he died. Did they say how he died? No, he just says he died. Just died. Yeah, he didn't say and how that, he died. That kind of left me a little unclear. Did God send him back just to see if he could prove himself, or he sent him back as a chaser? That part he was, was a, a chaser. Unclear. He just the devil could take any form. Yeah. In this, okay. I mean, and this is why. I'm sorry. I just looked up something on IMDb, and this may blow Gary's mind right now. Uh, Leanne, Breaking news: Leanne Curtis mm-hmm. plays Maggie. Do you know a character named April Hobart? On Sons of Anarchy. Because that's her. No kidding. You don't know who I'm talking about. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm trying to think. Gary is sitting here wearing a Sons of Anarchy shirt right now. He's telling me how. Okay, I'm sorry. What season? I I thought that would be a big You got a season for him? Uh, Appearances. Oh, maybe. Sorry. Was she on just one episode? Maybe one episode. Oh, giving uh, giving back. Season. Okay, I'm yet. sorry. I'm well, spoiler alert. Well, look for I'm her. backing up. Look for her on Sons April of Anarchy. <laughs> she was not a Playboy playmate as far uh, as Okay, yeah. See, I didn't want to like. But could have been. That out there. Yeah, you know, I think she's very attractive. 
Well, That's yeah, in the beginning works. they had her just, at, you know, she was as screwed up as a soup sandwich in the beginning. I mean, the flipper gloves <laughs> that was couldn't a- get, and the eyelash, one crooked, one going up and down. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. She was That's what I'm saying. Anybody that, like, I don't know, anybody that has a character that, like, freaking completely, like, arrogant uh, or ignorant of just how to put a glove on. I mean, and then they just wouldn't fix it. It's just like, what the well, fuck it's got type of people the are tone these? of like screwball comedy. I mean, Very it's kind of what you have to, to know going into this is it's, I mean, there's a lot of jokes. Every scene's pretty much punctuated <laughs> a joke of some type. Some of them break the fourth wall and actually reference break the audience scene, yeah. itself. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's very silly. Yeah. Intentionally so, but I think like everybody in the movie is aware of that, you know, and they play to that uh, to that yeah. tone. Who, who was the religious girl? Uh, Franny or something. Uh, Franny, yeah, yeah, she she was over the top, but you know, she was Larry, over the top. She, she was, was she like a, she was like a little rascal, fucking like I'm so religious. Well, she reminded me of Daryl Hannah's character from Steel Magnolias. Where she played that really uh, religious yeah, girl. Yeah, 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 she got yeah. really religious towards the end. That's oh, what yeah. she reminded me of. In yeah. fact, I was like, oh my God. You know, the same year? Well, that's like the year before? It's very strange. Because there, there's you have this group of friends, and none of them seem like they should be hanging out Ever. together. I mean, all they are are their 80s archetypes, right? Like, I mean, you have the jock. You have like this religious girl. I don't even know if it's eighties. Like, it's, it's, like, he's like an asshole boyfriend. He's, okay, I, I do yeah. like him in this movie. Yeah, he's but he's but more he plays that in everything he's in. I mean, he's Gregory in Animal House, Total Tool, same guy. You're talking about you know, no Rocco, Rocco the oh, dickhead Rocco? boyfriend at the oh, birthday God, party yeah. store. Oh, I was rooting for them to be killed. I, I hated for, those two. <laughs> <laughs> I like because they're like every relationship I actually know. The two people that are like they just don't fucking know like. When to like keep shit like behind closed doors? Like they'll just argue in front of their friends and hit, smack each other in the head and that shit like that. That pretty good. Where you can see like <laughs> the actors just improvising, and it's like, okay, the camera's still rolling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna push you back. I'm gonna push you in the face. Yeah. I'm gonna push yeah. you in the face. Yeah, it just gets yeah. crazy. And it just keeps going because right. the camera's rolling, and you're supposed to be listening to the characters who are standing behind the couch behind them. Yeah, <laughs> and Rocco looks like a knockoff Craig Schiffer. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, he does. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like you can't afford Craig Schaefer to get this guy. Yeah. But I like how the character it's was a dickhead, so but he was the only guy as soon as Maggie got possessed, he was really rooting for everything that was going on. He's really the only positive in the whole thing to me because, like, he wants his buddy oh, to yeah, get he's laid. Like, yeah, he's Carl. like, all right, everybody else is a fucking stick in the mud about it's like, oh, they set him up. You know, they didn't want him to fuck on the first night. I mean, that's what's so weird about this movie. It's like their moral values. Like these are the people in the eighties that they don't do coke. They don't fuck. There's not even beer in this fucking movie. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's not actually sex, even for a movie that's uh, has sex. Yeah, like, there's sex scenes that are like, fully clothed. That's yeah. implied. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. still pretty implied. That's like, right. I, I did take a leak apparently during the one boob scene. Yeah, there was a yeah, boob scene it. that you missed. Yeah. Don't. So there you go. That was like, like it wasn't was a, a sex scene. Yeah, it, it wasn't a sex scene. It was I'm like, a... is this movie PG-13? But then there's a couple F-bombs, so you're like, okay, no. But, I mean, it's not violent. It's not sexy. It's just crude. Yeah, but it's not like, I don't know. I, I didn't even find this, to, like, really crude. Because well, you, you know don't I mean? find sex crude. Okay. You're a perv. Well, but <laughs> it depends. <laughs> yeah, but so, I will say that they wouldn't have even edited those scenes for USA Up All Night. 
You know, yeah, they could have left yeah, those yeah, intact, yeah, that's what except I'm for the boob shot. They could have left everything that's else. That's really, I mean, yeah. she yeah. grabs that one dude's junk. I mean, there's well, a lot of, up. like, well, yeah, he grabs the one, uh, Chaser grabs the, grabs the Leslie Dean's breath. Yeah. I mean, there's still, I mean, it's pretty, come on, guys. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not saying it's not happening. It's just not, <laughs> I'm just saying. Blatantly obvious. It's, there's not a lot of nudity I think for it being a sex-based movie. No, yeah, but it, I don't know. Yeah. See, the, it, it's not crude to me in the way that, like, it's, uh, it's I don't know. It, it's like this, and again, I don't know if it's the 80s or that decade, but it's like, it's very, like, naive or innocent and playful. You know what I mean? It's so, no well, But is that what all the state right. school is, though? I mean, aren't they oh, all kind of... Yeah. Beach girls, yeah, because they always—it's the whole idea of you tease a lot of sexuality to get people to see the fucking movie, and then really it's just like, eh, eh, sex comedy, all right. That's yeah. the idea. You're supposed to tease with the, oh my god, this is gonna. Because I mean, this is why I like the idea of this movie, the concept, if you will, the idea that you go to a party and there's this one slutty chick that steals all the girls' boyfriends and takes them into a room and fucks the life out. <laughs> Literally, that's the life. Funny. Of I just like that. Concept. She steals their souls. And every, and I mean, right from bust. the get go, when they get to that that restaurant, I mean, she automatically picked that one girl and starts fucking pick. I mean, oh yeah, spitting water at her. And yeah. I like how she doesn't pretend that she's not the devil. She'll say shit like it's been fifty years. I mean, because that's part of the joke, right? This why is Maggie saying weird things? You know. Yeah. But I like that idea that the devil isn't fucking... It's like, this is the body I'm in now, whatever. I'm going to have fucking fun with it while it lasts. I don't care who I piss off, who I, you know... She's not trying to keep face with anybody. She's not trying to keep any of these friends as the Maggie character. This is why, like... That's why this movie, to me, is different than what most people would make of this type of movie. You know what I mean? Mm. I think most people would go for a trying to, you know, I don't know, just play with characters. More of a Jennifer's body kind of. Or bullshit, yeah, yeah. Trying to hide it or trying to. And I like how this is just fucking up front with like, I'm the fucking devil. I haven't well, driven she in 50 introduce years. introduce herself as that. Today. Yeah, I'm the devil. Couple, yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. laughs. Like, she's funny. Yeah. Well, and then she starts talking about how she told God he needs, or that, that fan club he started. What do they call that? Christianity. Yeah, Jesus. I told yeah. Jesus, you got to lighten up. You know. Inherit show, <laughs> the meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah. Because they'll inherit everything when we're done with <laughs> yeah, it. When yeah. we're done with it. And that's in the restaurant where, like, all the, oh, wow. uh, we made a point to notice that all the <laughs> furniture was like patio furniture. Yeah, 45 minute wait for uh, yes. and you must <laughs> have reservations. Where you Golden see, Corral buffet. Where you, where you can see the short order cook making fried eggs on the grill. Yeah, my God. It was, that was supposed to be fancy, like they're like doing a flambe or what whatever. They call the, it? Oh. What was the name of the restaurant? La Paste. Uh, yeah, Pasta. La, 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 La Pasteria. Yeah, yeah, La Pasteria. One of those places you find in LA. Look, trauma was, came up with a better name with the Mexican restaurant or whatever they what they call it in Toxic It was like Avengers. the taco shop. The taco the, store? The taco house or something. Yeah, <laughs> that was a better name for a restaurant taco than that. Or something like that. Yeah. Taco hut. Well, I, I always love that like, there are all these movies shot in LA. I've never been there. I'm sorry. So this is probably just like everybody's like, well, it's what it's like. But there's always these shots you know, like, I mean, Terminator has this kind of look. I mean, like all these stuff where, you know, cars are driving down the street and you can see for blocks and, you know, those the blue little lights, you know, yeah. like street lights all the way back. And there's like not a single other person around anywhere. Yeah. It's just like, kind of like where an are LA they thing or something. They're shooting at two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Is it seven yeah, o'clock? Sure it's like four in the morning. Thursday night. <laughs> right. There's nobody. <laughs> the businesses are all shut down. There's no one. Anyway. You can't imagine they had money to block a room. Right, yeah. It yeah. feels yeah. like no. it's like some sort of industrial park that they're shooting at, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. with a back lot, well, but, but it's yeah. too big, it feels like, for a back lot. They did that yeah. with Return of the Living Dead a little money. bit, too, though. 
you know, same thing. And we talked about it with 976 Evil, where it looked like the whole town, except for a few times you'd see those car lights. If you were looking sideways down that alley, you could see it on the other side of the chain link at the end. You'd see a car light once in a while. I'm sure they are all backlights. Maybe they are actually doing this stuff on studio. It just seems like this movie doesn't have the resources. I'm sure they're just waiting, you know, for people to get out of the way or something like that and doing their shot. You know what I mean? I bet they are. What would be the harm in having uh, cars back there? I don't know. I don't, I don't think there were any cards. That's what I'm like. No, they, they well, shot the it at a time of night or something. That way at nobody the end had. after she turned back around uh-huh. in the car. And yeah. there's one way at the end of the street. This is the type of movie I'm sure they're happy to shoot it. I don't think they were sh- thinking about the backgrounds no. or yeah, the yeah, la, yeah. La, yeah. la la la. They're just like, we're making that movie. Yeah. That well, one? As we were watching it, my wife was like, they're going to great pains to like when they're fighting and stuff in this house to not actually damage the house. <laughs> And we extrapolated it. Well, maybe it's because this is actually the producer's house. You know, or yeah. something. It's the producer's mother's house. They don't want to, like... Right. His wife will be pissed. Well, because Rocco and his girlfriend, neither one of them could have afforded that house. No, I mean, they, I can't imagine. He's a coke dealer or something. Like yeah. They don't get into that. Well, the first half... And then there's the... Okay, so the first half of the movie is basically this... Uh, the devil then in Maggie's body... Going through all these doing guys. weird things that Maggie wouldn't normally do. That they're like, what? What's wrong with her? <laughs> but the anomaly to all that is the scene with the nuns. Yeah, that's a great scene where that, uh, yeah. a nun drops a gun, and the mother superior is like, you know, sister, sister Franks. Uh-huh. Franks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sister Franks. Why? You know, why do you have a gun? She's like the violence. You know, the violence. We've been mugged, and like people beat the shit out of our. No, I like that. In like the beat the holy. <laughs> you know? That's enough of that. Yeah, that was a pretty. It should have been quicker, but it was still a good one. They beat the holy, yeah. and uh, but then when uh, when. Uh, when the devil uh, is driving uh, her and her friends on the way to the restaurant, she jumps up on the curbs. I, I just like when in any movie when they're like penguins or whatever. Just, right. <laughs> for some reason, I just puts a smile on my face when you call nuns a penguin. And so she's gonna run them down, and uh, the, the the mother superior does like a weird like like somersault out of the way. But then it starts shooting the gun, and well, then there's just, yeah. like, that line of all the other nuns shooting their different guns. But doesn't she down. say at some point, or maybe you just said this, that she's like, are any of, you know, you're supposed to use prayer to fight off the devil. Are any of you else, you know, ca- carrying weapons? Give them to me. And then that's when, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden they're yeah. all pulling out. That's the best and- joke in the movie. <laughs> that is a pretty funny. Well, yes. fuck, one of the... And a rocket launcher. And there yeah, was the a rocket launcher. Explore. They blew up a car. They blew up a car. Yeah. I mean, but that, yeah, that is really funny, these nuns, like, lining up in a row. And, like, and it gets, like, better as you go down the line. You got, the, like, the little revolver. You got, like, another, like, nice gun. I don't know, the automatic. Shotgun, yeah, the little sawed-off shotgun. Which is a distance weapon. Oh, my God. It's so funny. They're just going for damage. Spread. And that law was, like, the most popular weapon in 80s movies, I think. Everybody liked that. That telescopic effect that it oh, did, yeah. and then you fire the rocket. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But yeah, they have nuns. I mean, out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, pure comedy gold. That's why I'm surprised. <laughs> it surprises me that this movie isn't held more in like the cult status. It's like, yeah, it's got some fucking weird shit in it, man. <laughs> really weird shit in it. Yeah, and there's something to be said for the stunt team in this exactly, movie. Exactly. Because yeah. right before that, we see a man, a stuntman, physically jump over a moving car, <laughs> like all the way over it, land on his feet, and then get up and holler, fuck, yeah, yeah, like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. And then whoever was playing the nun jumps out of the way of that. There's, you know, yeah. tumbling out of house, out, out of the t- yeah. story of a house. And- There's definitely a lot of tumbling, well, which I'm sure that's all it takes for, a, you know, uh, a 
Stunt double die. You'll be like, I'll jump out of something. Uh, yeah. Well, we're giving it like, oh, it's something about, you know, this stunt team has to be like, well, because we're assuming that like, wow, it's amazing that you can afford a stunt team. You know? I'm sure they could. I bet the people working on the movie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that comes into it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely got one of those. I mean, it's got. It's one of those one things of where like when you see the whole fishbowl thing. So there's a scene where the devil takes this girl, turns her into a fish, basically, right? Like this glowing fish and drops her into this fishbowl. And then they do a close-up, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids style, of, like, basically a pool. Yeah, the pool they're <laughs> standing right in front of. With a yeah. cir- circle over it, which is supposed to be the top of the fishbowl. Right, yeah. yeah. And I looked at Travis, and I'm like, okay, so they were on set, like, hey, we have the pool. Why don't we shoot it, you know, as a giant fishbowl? But then they throw in this giant Cheeto, because, like, the, you know, the devil's eating Cheetos. Yeah, they'll eat Cheetos. And she throws it in the bowl, and it's this giant, fairly good-looking Cheeto. They didn't CGI that shit. They didn't. No. (laughs) It's like a big, it looked like a, like a, what do you call it? it? A punching bag. Yeah. Yeah, like a a light punching bag. Yeah, something that they crafted. But a movie of this caliber, when you see that, it's impressive, because... You don't. You're not expecting them to be able to pull something like that off. But that is like one of the cheapest. Like, I mean, they've been doing that in fucking black and white movies for you know the goddamn right. Corman days. Like the whole like, let's just play with with perspective. You know, I mean, forced whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, we can make it seem like that was very like that's the only thing in the movie. I was like, I, that's kind of like a Freddy Kruegerish. Like, I bet they kind of went there for that, right? I'm gonna do something to you, you know. Turning into a fish, I guess, or and the the like the sucked souls, the corpses, yeah. they look good. They look good. Bacon wrapped. Yeah, <laughs> the, the sucks the sucked souls look good. They look good. You they, go did. To, they were cool looking. Yeah, you can go to a lot of cheap movies of the day, and they got a lot worse looking corpses than that. Yeah, no. That's why I remember looking very House of the Dead. Have you ever seen that piece of garbage? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Paper mache zombies. You yeah. Cannot beat that. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, and that's what I, I mean. I really. I even like the sequence of uh, when she when she uh, uh, fucks the first guy and gets his soul. You know, you got the Carl. You got like the low set fog. You got the like that bright light that's going on. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's some but good see, stuff. that was the one where I was like, uh, they're doing this to obscure the fact that they can't actually show a sex scene because she's straddling him. He's buried below beneath this fog, and she's wearing clothes. But you're thinking of that as like a like a old dude that's like you. Your your life has been like completely like nothing's you know everything's been ruined for you, right? You're not like a little kid that's never seen like a sex scene on a movie or a you know because all these movies were made for kids. Fuck if they're rated R. These are made for twelve year old, thirteen year old. Yeah, because the humor was definitely the people who were renting them. I mean, that's what I was trying to think. Like watching this, I'm like, okay, so this is basically like a. Almost, well, I mean, it is, I suppose, an independent film. There's yeah. no logo at the beginning of it. It's like, you know, Jerry Allen presents. They were just going for the next meatballs or whatever the fuck they're going for, right? The next comedy I don't thing. Know. I'm, like, that's where it's like, where was the distribution, you know, for this? Like, the, you know, it's like now it's like you got guys who go out there and try to make these independent films, but they try to make them about something. They're making artistic statements well, or something. The- and then and then you have stuff like programmers. I call them programmers. Basically, it's like we've got a slot at 7 o'clock. On October 25th on the Sci-Fi Channel, and we need something. And it's like, if you can come up with something, we'll do it. 
And they're like, Sharknado. And it's like, okay, we'll make Sharknado. And, and boom. Well, it's on the Sci Fi channel at seven o'clock. So this had to be something like a video company or something. I got to find out where the money came from for this. Yeah. You know, it's like, was it like, hey, we've got some money and we can, you know, my buddy owns a video company and we can, you know, make some, I don't know. Well, but in this day and age, I mean, these were the type of kids' horror movies where. Everything was fucking Teen Wolf, my stepmother's an alien, my demon lover, my best friend's a vampire, girlfriend from hell. I mean, that is the like the, the kids' version of the horror movies, I guess, you know, or whatever. I mean, yeah, this is just like that third level of that. Yeah, it's like once fucking bitten or some shit like that, right? I mean, yeah, but I think those were probably intended for, you know, older audiences. You just saw them younger and they appealed to you. They were probably, you know, for. Whatever maximum of, I mean, it's well, I think this R, is. I don't saying, think like this is going for a young audience. It's just going for a naked gun audience. It's going for a, you know, it's going for a more like loose comedy style. It's yeah. just going for, a, oh, and then, that, yeah, and then you I mean, wouldn't, and you just, I don't know, you wouldn't. I don't. They don't. I mean, yeah. Even though movies like Porky's and shit really did the whole like sex comedy with hardcore, like not hardcore nudity, but you know, lots of nudity. Of Whereas like '89, I bet that shit was really wrapping up when it comes to like. What actresses were willing to do, and like, and just to get an actress that could play this Maggie thing, yeah, I'm sure she doesn't want a short tits because she seems like she might actually be able to deliver lines, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so she know. might actually care about her career, yeah, you know. So I think you just when you go for a comedy, you're not going for hard sexy. You're you're com- it's comedy. You're not. But you, you don't can, need nudity. Well, it's not. The, yeah, I mean, I mean, like it's not the point of the scene. Like, if it's a sex comedy, you know, you you you'd had uh, hard bodies. Last American Virgin, where the boys are, eighty four, beach, yeah. beach girl. You know, yeah. I mean, there was a whole lot of those. Like that was the hot dog, the movie. Yep. Yeah, actually, that's kind of something. Yeah, I mean, that's all about you know. But yeah, losing your virginity the first time or whatever in the you know, it's uh, it was like in the air. So those are like early eighties, I guess. So, so we're saying we got more prudish by like eighty nine. Oh yeah, we got more violence in movies, less sex. Except yeah, they like cut all the violence out. Shit. <laughs> 88 was the Friday well, like said, the 13th. This is comedy, though. About that they cut all the fucking but that's like, This is comedy. It. You can't, like, say, I need the sex and the gore of a horror. This is a comedy. It's not going for sex. You know, it's like, like, look at Police Academy. Police Academy is, yeah, it's got some sexuality. It's got a lot of sexuality to it. Innuendo. But what do you see? Yeah. Bras? Do you see the blonde chick? Yeah. One time naked? Yeah. I know. We all prayed for it. Yeah, I know. Everybody prayed for it. In the shower? Yeah, the The dude goes to her house or whatever. Really? And she, yeah. I thought, I thought we, yeah, I thought we saw her boobs. Well, see, I, I always, saw see, the and this R-rated is what I was just going to say. And it was very good. Is I wonder if a lot of those movies at that time, they were going direct to video. So... I wonder if they were thinking more, well, they'll get picked up by your USA up all nights and things like that in syndication. And right. I wonder if a lot of that affected how they were shooting. But that's kind of what I, that was my, well, my point was, what was, was the distribution? Like we know if we keep it mild, relatively mild, we can end up on USA. I mean, sci-fi obviously wasn't around back then, the channel. So, but USA up all night was, it's like, we can make something, you know, that'll eventually end up on, you know, these late night TV shows. Yeah, because it so it's kind of out there. Man. It's, it still to me felt like it was a milder, you know, I mean, like you don't have well, to, it's definitely mi- much, I mean, I mean, know? there's no question. It's mild. It's not like, I mean, there's no question to that, you know? Yeah. 
But that's the, I don't think that's, that's a negative. Gotta, cause it's no, just, no, no, no. I'm not saying that is. I'm yeah, because it's a comedy. It's not going like, for like, oh, it's going to be boobs and oh. I'm just trying to figure out who the intended, like, you know, from it, like the business standpoint, 16-year-old boys. Movie, but what's how interesting. How I expected to make my money back as the producer. 16-year-old boys. It's just almost, through direct video marketing? I'm sure it they would have shows helped. up on uh, a video No show one goes, I hope marketing. for direct video marketing. <laughs> right. Well, who? They don't make... The, well, that's what I'm saying. They, they, you know, they want distribution everywhere, but yeah. then accept video. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like, you're not going to kick anything out. But especially when video is hot as fuck in 80... Yeah, I mean, yeah. video is hot. Well, what were rental videos selling for them? Rental video. 80 yeah. bucks a pop? Yeah, nah, video was not a small thing. I mean, shit. It was no, like... Yeah. It's not like today, you know. But do you think they shot this? I mean, like, clearly, the people who I were really in it. I really can't tell. The people who were in it had to have thought that this was going to be they were theatrical. Like, somehow. Well, there's only three actors, or four, that I remember from anything else. Well, the, the, the nerdy boyfriend that they're hooking up with Maggie, he gets killed in Friday the 13th Part 5 as he's, one of the greaser guys. He's also Vincent Languilli. They call him Alphabet in, in uh, Hamburger Hill. Oh, Vietnam. yeah, crazy. See, these yeah. are theatrical actors. Yeah, right? Yeah. Cinema But everybody's actors. got their shit right well that's what what you had to do to get to where you are now did they sign on to it thinking it was going to go to theaters and then it was like they can't get it maybe it did i don't know because i don't maybe this did play the you know the uh what do you call infamous like it played in la and new york for a week right and then went to the midnight circuit it could have went to because that was big back then too in the 80s was the midnight movie circuit You know, you I don't even the, think that's you go to got most that theaters, big. <laughs> well, I mean, in the yeah. bigger cities. I was in Jacksonville at the time. This so. thing's going for that full moon Puppet Master audience. Or I'm sure they're okay with that. But. Yeah, because, well, Charles Band was one of the first guys who realized that, like, we can skip theatrical oh, completely and not put and any money in our movies. It's high toward, content or high uh, high concept, low budget. Well, they could they did all their marketing in like magazines, so it was like the genre press. You know, the Fangoria's, the Gore yeah. Zones, the Cinema Fantastique, or and, like comic books you know, and shit. Yeah, you, they would just advertise on there, or you would just would see be, it on a fucking shelf. I mean, every yeah. full moon movie I've ever seen in my life, boom, it's on the shelf one day. Like, oh, what's this new full moon? Yeah. That was kind of the genius of it. It was genius, you know? dude. They made so many shitty movies. It was basically that was the so that, was, so that was the '80s equivalent genius. of the drive-in. Right? It was. It was the yeah. new grindhouse yeah. to me. It's yeah. like, that's the yeah. the son of grindhouse. This is the fucking straight to video market where it's like, dude, you just made schlock just to get it like mandroid, half man, <laughs> half like it's a guy in a wheelchair and he gets to walk. It's like. It's just bullshit that's like, that's oh, a guy in a costume, but you're imagining it's this robot suit that he's controlling with his mind. It's like, you know, I love shit like that. It's you just a Android. I thought Rotor. Did we talk about that before? No, we did not R-O-T-O. watch about Rotor. I've always wanted to see a Rotor. No way. Have you? Do you have it? No. Wow. I've always wanted to see Rotor. It's got a cool, it's got a cool cover. I mean, that's what these movies were. They're awesome covers. Like, this even has a really nice, like, Rotor poster. Yeah, it's got, this has a nice, like, poster. Yeah. It has a nice cover, you know, yeah. nice painted, you know. Yeah, look <laughs> at the cover. It almost looks like Problem Child, though, like the font. Oh, or no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. yeah. It does remind me of it. Yeah. It kind of reminds yeah. me of Problem Child, Problem Child, which actually exactly. came after this. Yeah, maybe it's the same poster design. It's, a, it's an eye-catching guy. image that would uh, do yeah, well even the on font. a video. The uh, font is yeah <laughs> on a video store shelf. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it has those. It has the painting or the drawings that looks like it's taken from an actual photograph, right? Right. It's just and good painting, it's really. It's made, yeah. 
We'll have this up on our uh, Facebook page, yeah. So you can check so, it out. So, just the way our, we as are. As I was now. saying, like way earlier in the show, so like Chaser finds out that as he was down on Earth uh, hunting for the devil, that he was actually seeing the devil because even though he's on Earth, he couldn't couldn't stop whoring and and drinking and stuff. And that's another concept I really like. I like it when a uh, Angel, like Preacher, uh, the comic book kind of used these uh, type of ideas. Not from this, of course, but. But just the idea that angels, even though they got to heaven, they might not be so different than, you know, you or me with, you know, where they're at. They don't just go to heaven. They become these, like, completely moral person. They still have the same sort of, you know, uh, conflicts as uh, that we do, the same hangups and addictions and shit like that. So I like the idea that while he's hunting for the devil, he ends up sleeping with the devil for a few weeks and, like, breaking her heart. You know, and so this devil's like pissed off at this guy, you know, and it turned this movie turns into like really almost like a, uh, I don't want to say like a revenge girlfriend thing, but just kind of like a dysfunctional relationship, you yeah. know, and I can it see it's a different dimension to it. Like, cause they go through, he, she kills off most of the cast like pretty quickly, quickly which like, I think that helps this movie move. Movie. Yeah. Like there's some parts that are really slow to this movie. But, like, some of it moves just because, oh, my God, you got nuns shooting guns. You got, you know, fucking that guy died right now. Oh, my gosh, she seduced that guy already and killed that guy. Jesus Christ. And, you know, yeah, yeah she starts going through him. And, and she it, touched his to, winky with a light bulb. That she was did. so funny, dude. I'm sorry. That is a funny joke. Touching a guy's dick and having a light shine on. That is fucking funny. I, I'd put that in every movie. I think that guy might be the best actor in the movie because when he's he in that funny. closet, he has some great... Yeah, he doesn't he, even say anything. He, he, just she like gets it, he gets it like in a hypnosis, like a sex hypnosis, like a, like a Renfield, like whatever. Like he just wants her. Like I thought that was really this is brilliant. The, the, yeah. the heavy the Christian, Christian guy, yeah. yeah friend, Once yeah. he actually gets a little taste of uh, the devil, he's hooked. He's all about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about, like, just a few things uh, I like, how they touch on. Like, I mean, not that these guys are going for, like, oh, my God, they're so accurate or anything like that. I'm not trying to make it seem like that. But I do like how, you know, he says, like, the uh, Chase says that the devil can go into anything, you know, any sort of living life form, plants, animals, well, so you never really know what it is. And I like how at the beginning of this, even though they're, like, on some asteroid, which is what I love, that this starts on an asteroid. With the space thing, and not explained. Actually, somewhere in Nevada. No, it's an asteroid. Well, I know. (laughs) Well, I know. Yeah, (laughs) it's the Star Trek set. The Star Trek set. Yeah, on Earth. Oh, maybe we're on an asteroid. Warrior coming out. But I like how there's that snake crawling up his leg. You know. And, like, a lot of people are just like, this guy's a dumbass letting a snake, whatever. But he's like, you can't get, you know, he knows that the snake is her, and he's like, she's like going for his dick or whatever the hell, you know, trying to seduce yeah. him or whatever. Yeah, he goes, that's a dirty trick. Yeah, yeah, it's a dirty trick. You know, I yeah. thought that was really funny when, uh, when Rocco, the birthday guy, like, sees that this girl, uh, uh, Maggie has, like, fucked the brains out of, like, a dude or two. Well, probably just the one guy. And he, like, he has the birthday wish. And he makes the wish, and Maggie's like, I heard that. You know, I think that's a cool idea, like, <laughs> the devil just kind of being aware of of things. And uh, when they were walking home from the uh, restaurant, and she gave uh, the weak dude, she, like, kind of, I don't know, what, gave him devil powers, made him strong or something, made him confident. Him basically. Yeah. 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 But I like how... 
like the dude started saying personal shit to the bad guy about like oh, yeah, the, about your daddy's his, porno magazines that yeah, is hit. It's like that's another cool idea that's yeah. like the devil could attack you personally about well, shit you have like you know hidden knows, in your. He knows what. You yeah, get. he knows everything. He knows in your mind. It's like so that's like what to me adds dimensions to this movie other than just being like yeah it's a throwaway comedy which it kind of is. So, I did like the bit when she was walking down the street and the mother was tending to her baby <laughs> in the crib and she touches the crib and the baby leaps out and jumps on the mother's face and tackles her to the ground. Uh, Just a throwaway, you know, background gag. Yeah, and they did that a few times where she'd, like, touch something or whatever, and, like, people would start fighting or something. You know, they'd turn into a negative. Beat the hell out of the boyfriend for whatever reason. I thought at first it was because he was looking at her, but then I realized, no, he didn't. She just touched her and made her go off on him. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool idea, too, that being around around evil could just make you turn into a dickhead all of a sudden. It just changes your mood. So between between what happened there and then with what was going on with Chaser, so what we can surmise is that the devil knows what you did, and God just has him fucking Polaroids. You know? <laughs> that was so funny, the Polaroids, man. Yeah, when he's showing Chase, like, his sins. And, like, you see from his face, I thought it was a good scene because it's just a narration. Right. And I like how the guy's like, you know, I said, ah, that, you know, that, you know, they aren't too bad. Then he starts whipping out these Polaroids. He's got, like, five or six in his hand at a time. Yeah. Jesus, or God. Yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say that I thought that was actually like a pretty like decent monologue when he's actually talking about like, I mean, I wish it wasn't so split up throughout the movie. I wish it would have been a little earlier, just something. But when he's actually talking about going down and like when he talks about meeting the devil and the girl for him, I like I love that piece where he's like, and he did something. It's like and then she did something that actually pissed me off. She took a drink of my beer. That's great writing, man. I mean, as, as shitty as the writing could be in this fucking movie. I thought that was great. That's a great well, little anecdote. <laughs> well, and then it went on to where he was leaving her, and he stole the money out of her wallet. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but I left her with a kiss and a tip, and, and he like throws her twenty of her own money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Wonder she's pissed at you. And it is funny to me that I thought they did. Uh, they, I thought they, they, I thought they lent a period piece better than just a normal living room that's supposed to be modern times. <laughs> like the living room looked like shit. This fucking like nineteen forties bar. It looked like a bar, but it looked at least lit it looked like someone spent time to be like well let's at least try for this and we're in the they're like blue in the windows yeah of course yeah blue in the windows. <laughs> yeah, well, why wouldn't you <laughs> it's the 80s <laughs> and like pink neon off in the corner in the period piece. <laughs> something no no pictures on the wall no like, no personality <laughs> spray painted banners that's spray painted it's so crazy they couldn't even afford happy birthday signs see that's what they I'm spray painted if, happy okay, birthday so we were watching this on VHS I wonder if it was that shit that people did in the 80s where you wrote in glue and then put the fucking glitter or whatever it and shook like it off paint. it uh, could have been that because you know it looked handmade yeah. it looked like the little license plates you just get spray painted at the mall I was going to say at, yeah. ba- at like best air, it was like the early yeah. days of air yeah. And that's like some dude just learning. It's like, I can do your happy birthday signs. Really? Oh, it'd save us so much money. What the fuck? God damn it, we're shooting today. Ugh. Just put, put it up. up. Fuck. Maybe. That's how this whole production feels like it went. But I don't know. That's what I like about this movie. I just like how, I don't know, they had a concept to me. They had a, like this could be a CW show. The chaser guy going after the devil, going into girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. The, the, were there ever any sequels or not? Fuck no. 
Really? <laughs> <laughs> not, not until mine coming in 2015. Well, it's even in my girlfriend. Oh, copyright he said, uh, they, uh, Travis. Yeah, copyright Travis. You said that with a straight face. There was a prequel. They actually tried to go back and erase well, we this We can movie. excuse that because Travis recommended that the best way to see this movie was by having a number of drinks ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. Usually I start drinking at the podcast. But we started with dinner tonight, so we're all pretty lit up. <laughs> but the that's thing why, because <laughs> my cult movies always have a slow 10, 15 minutes before Slower. the actual ideas start to come into the movie. <laughs> I think, I think Travis, you could make this because they leave it open, right? I mean, at yeah. the end, they're just, just chasing each other through. Space. They're just chasing. Yeah. You can do chaser and chaser and the devil, just land in some <laughs> somebody else's womb and go to town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be the next one. Actually, yeah, it'll be a pregnant girl, and the devil goes in the baby. Honey, I possess the kids. It's like a Rosemary's yeah, yeah. Baby. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. Boom. But, uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think where this does lack, like I said, it lacks the same way every other fucking piece of shit movie that still lacks to this day lacks, where, uh, where, uh, uh, okay, uh, uh, Leslie Dean and the guy from Animal House, you know, they know, they like, holy shit, this girl's possessed by the devil or something. She's killing, she's killing, uh, our friends downstairs and they run away, which they're great friends. Yeah. And, uh, well, they hide under the bed and then the guy's like, I remember when I had to hide under a bed. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, and that, but you see that in every movie when they're hiding and people are like, I have a personal story since we're hiding here for a few minutes. I like that bit. It was it's the, horrible. Remember when we were having sex at your parents' house and your dad found us and he had to go running around the house? That naked. was, of course, before I your friend killed your other friend downstairs. Your, your dress. dress, yeah. That was ins- but that's insane <laughs> to start talking about that. When I mean, literally, it wasn't like they were hiding for hours. There was no time lapse. I get it. You're hiding in a closet for two hours. Whatever. You might, like, say something, whatever. She just killed our friend. Hide upstairs under the bed. Hey, you, this reminds me of, uh, oh shit, she's coming. It's a yeah. comedy. It's a comedy. It's That's definitely true. But it's just, but it's just the idea that like, I mean, I, like I said, I knew what they were doing. I see writers to this day do the same fucking thing. And I, it still sucks. It's just like, these people not know the situations they're in. I mean, I get it. It's a comedy. It's a blah, 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 but there has to be some sort of character awareness. Yeah, but some of that, I don't know, it doesn't bother me when it's in, you know, when the whole movie is goofy. Yeah. So, you know, I would, I would, it would affect me differently if it was, you know, something that feels more like real life. Right. I was watching something today that my wife was watching, and it was like, you know, maybe a TV show. And the way that the characters are talking to each other, it was like, nobody fucking talks like this ever. I mean, this is soap opera. They come in and just state, you know, like, this is my agenda for, like, everything. You know, it's like, then you get that, there's that removal where, like, this doesn't feel like reality. And I take points away from this scene where it's badly written. (laughs) But in this, it's like, if the whole thing is, like, you know, pitched at this kind of absurd perspective yeah. versus you know going in then it's like every scene it's like what they're doing it's like okay this is another humorous bit that they're you know yeah. it, it's not supposed to or, well, you know, but that's the only thing that they that think grounds this life. movie right they think that those scenes are what's grounding this movie because they think those are the scenes that you're gonna you know that everybody has to do to get to know whatever where really it's the it's the crazy shit like the nuns that make this movie right that's why I think it, it just plays odd in this movie, and it really feels like, God damn, this is when they're stretching, you know? 
Mm. It's funny, they're not stretching when they have nuns fucking having bazookas, but they're stretching when they have characters trying to relate in right. some situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not here for your character piece. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but isn't I, that's what I'm saying. That character, I mean, that story at that time, you're saying it's so ridiculous because why are they doing this? I'm like, yeah, because it's intentionally trying to be ridiculous, like the nun. But, no, but I see, it's, I don't think that that's just bad writing. Isn't it? No, that's just bad writing. That's just not like, because it's like you said, you already have a situation. That's like something that would come up before a situation. Or like I said, if you have hours and you're sitting in a situation, then yeah, you would. <clears throat> but like just to have a murder happen in front of you and then you're hiding and then go right to the scene. It's like there wasn't even like. They went right to the. I'm going to talk to you, and he's got a smile on his face. It's yeah. like so. Well, the character that's, isn't. That's in tone with everything. It's not. Else it's not because Leslie it? Dean is reacting to the situation. That dude isn't though. Yeah. She is well, like. She says, "Don't try to make me laugh or whatever." Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just like like that guy to me. He's just like this smiling guy. Like, oh, your friend. You know, <laughs> that guy. I, it's yeah. definitely the tale of two movies in that in the sense <laughs> of. Like, they do want to do the whole naked gun slapstick idea, but at the same time, like, we watched at least, like, a five or ten minute scene where they were explaining this, you know, unnecessary plot (laughs) to this movie. Like, you don't need all this shit, you know, and it's just two characters sitting in a room, one telling the other one what's happening in the movie, and obviously, yeah, a plot-heavy movie needs that sometimes, you know, maybe it's more cleverly done than this, but... An exposition dumps never a really good idea. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, you find a different way to do it. But this movie is just like, it's, there's this weird th- song on the music on the soundtrack, and he's just like going to town, telling her everything that has oh, to happen. Oh, yeah. Now I know what you're yeah. talking about. And you don't need that, like, in this movie, you know? I mean, this movie is just get to the joke, get to the joke, get to the sex joke, you know? Yeah. Like, just take all that out. And I think that that's where this movie. This isn't my wrap up. And this but. movie is. I mean, this movie is all exposition. That's all these writers. These writers don't know how to write a character. They know how to write what the characters are going to go do. But some because right it, from the beginning, they're driving. They're like, we're like your birth. Where's the birthday party? You think we can make it with Maggie and the blind date? And it's like it's not just any date. A blind date. It's just like fuck. They're just gonna tell you what this movie's. I mean, they're they, they're not trying to have characters talk. They're just telling you. It's a blind date. Well, yeah, but this yeah. is the crutch of the low budget filmmaker. You well, know, it's like not, it should be, it should a, be budget, a writer. Well, you know, a writer but, should make a low budget yeah, good, but right? Yeah, but you're talking know. about like it, I mean, in my experience, just looking at like all the shit that I've seen. Yes, it would be awesome if there was more of that, like you know, whatever tenth percent, one percentile, tenth percentile of the guys who are like really the Tarantinos or the the uh, Nick Pizzolatos or, you know, somebody who's a really good writer. And the rest of them, a lot of these guys get jobs and do stuff, but I'm saying like 90% are probably more like like the guy who wrote Well, they're this. commercial writers. <laughs> yeah, they're probably something. not writers. They probably don't they're love like, writing. They want to well, make money writing. It's like I can't. I can string English words together, and I know <laughs> the function of drama, and it's like I've got a budget and a deadline that they want this thing, and I don't even understand it myself, but I'm going to make a movie. The title's Girlfriend from Hell. I'll write it. 
yeah. in a week. Hurry up, we're producing the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a song already <laughs> yeah. written. We got it. You know, I mean, and so you go and you you put it together. You see this writing today in like a CSI or exactly your yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what they have the fast. soap opera thing. It, yeah, it's yeah. all exposit. It's like exactly. characters walk in and tell. What you time? Like, Arrived here about ten thirty-five. We found other uh, those under the fingernails. Hmm. Yeah, where are we at on that yeah. phone and call? They still keep. Well, that's speaking of those shows. Is every stinking one of them? It, it drives me crazy. I can't even watch the first five minutes because before they go to the intro to the show, you got to get that quirky line. Like, yeah, you know. Well, she was on the phone, but. Now the the line's dead now. You know it's just yeah. that stupid crap, yeah. and I think that's carried over from this. They got the I think glasses, it's, it's, cue the a lot music. of the writers, it's like homework to them. It's just yeah. like yeah, okay, yeah, they just have to got, do it to get their paycheck. But in this yeah. case too, you've got the situation where they don't have a budget, so they can't actually have a lot of action. So they're trying to pad their running time by just explaining. They've come up with a lot of plot. Right. Not necessarily, again, not necessarily story, but they've come up with plot. I mean, and here's, well, no, no, actually, I have, this one was more story and less plot, that, right? Well, there's a lot of exposition about the chase devil background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to stop the movie and tell you a story, which at least they do illustrate yeah. part of it. Yeah. You know, which I, th- I thought that stuff is the interesting parts of the movie, really. I think the, the chase, the, the, the chase and the God. devil yeah. really to me is the movie. You know, I just think that shit needs to come in a little... And see, what I liked was, I mean, I would just like to see the devil doing her jokes more. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was good. She comes to the top of the stairs and she goes, okay, I'm here to kill you now. You should all start being scared. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. And and all of her stuff, like at the store, all right, turn around and eat your food before I make you eat your food. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, stuff like that. stuff, yeah. I mean, the walk from the restaurant, all that stuff is just golden, you know? Um but it seems like this this film it, it's because it is it's trying to have its cake and eat it too yeah. right it, it's is. it's almost at times taking itself too seriously for the movie that yeah. we're in like do you remember you just had a group of nuns shooting a bunch of <laughs> guns in a rocket launcher like this, ten minutes ago this is one of those movies to me that falls somewhere between trauma and new line cinema it's 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 you know it's it's they want to do something. But they also have the goofy elements that trauma does. Yeah, but yeah. they're a little more apologetic. Trauma's like no, no, we'll right? Just, yeah, yeah. Here it is. We blew up a child. Yes, we did it. Yeah. Laugh or go away. Yeah, yeah these guys <laughs> be our audience or don't. Yeah, you know, and that's what I like. I mean, I've always like. I mean, that's why. That's why I can't give these movies too hard of a time because, dude, you want to really make the type of movie you want to make. It ain't going to be financed by anybody. You know, you're going to make no. a sh- uh, shitty independent movie or a comic or whatever if you truly want to do your idea. You know, right. that's it. So that's why I got to appreciate what they can do with what they have because that's all, that's the only way a real artist nowadays is going to do anything. And some of these, too, right. at that time, one of the financial things was to dump money into movies that they knew weren't going to produce, and it was a tax write off. You know, right. that, that was part of it as well. Big investors would put money in, knowing they were going to lose it to cover where they were making money in other areas. Right. That could be it. <clears throat> What's his name? Uh, Alf- Alberto Lenzi yeah. is the uh, producer of this. Alberto Lenzi presents. <clears throat> so that was his right <laughs> Thank off. Thank you, Alberto. <clears throat> I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Daniel M. Peterson. Like did we how, see what he did? That's the director? Yeah, written and directed by Daniel M. Peterson. Let's look him up. Let's, we're looking him up. And it's funny if, I, again, listeners, sorry, but if you look at the back of the box, it makes it look like a more hardcore film. Yeah, because it it's got some, uh, it's got the, uh, some animated uh, electric shit, I there's, think. Yeah, there's a lady screaming in the dark. 
Yeah, and then you, there's, think those, you think those corpses look bad? There's they the corpses. Awesome. No, I thought they were oh, I thought you were like I looking at us with like an ironic like mm, when we were saying well, the corpses I mean, look good. They look as good as something you can get at like a Halloween store now. No, fuck no, they look better than that. They look like Texas Chainsaw no. too good. Okay, yeah, for sure. Oh, did you just say Texas Chainsaw too good? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, Tom Savini did a good job on Texas Chainsaw oh, oh, too. I thought you meant the movie was good. I'm sorry. Hey, it's an okay movie. <laughs> Hey, that movie's all I right. Do, I do like Stretch. Stretch. Stretch is my girl, but other than that, yeah. That's a whole nother fucking thing right there. All right, here we go. All filmography for Daniel Peterson. He's uh, written 14 movies. Let's go with what he directed. Uh, uh, okay. Who recognizes Angels Falls in Love, 2012? Cupid's Arrow, 2010. Uh, Have Love Will Travel, 20, 2007. Back Road Motel, 2001. Girlfriend from Hell, 1989. We just saw Vampire Nights, K-N-I-G-H-T. Wow. 1988 was the first movie. The movie we saw tonight is the only one I recognize. Yeah. But think about it. That's what I think is awesome about having a... I mean, imagine that. Imagine you can have a fucking career as a filmmaker and not have anybody see your movies or know who you are. Isn't that amazing? That, uh, it's actually kind of sure happy. He's probably making now, all of his yeah. money off of the Baywatch episode that he wrote. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And one episode of The Untouchable. No, that didn't make it. No, that didn't. Party of Five? He, made, he wrote an episode? Oh, yeah, well. There you go. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's I all think, he's got. Did you say he wrote this? Yeah, yes. he wrote and directed this. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Well, it's a, it's a fun movie. I won't deny that. It's It's definitely fun, but... Yeah, porky. It's yeah. Well, I suppose that brings us to mailbag. 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 Dun dun dun. I should have had this pulled up. This is our mailbag dog. You've got mail. We've got mail on girlfriend from hell. If you want to contact us about any of the movies that we watch or have watched, gonna watch, whatever, we'll post what we're gonna be. uh, What's coming next on our Facebook? Might get a tongue lashing, but that's right. You can talk to us, and we'll read your comment on air. Dom Creed writes about Girlfriend from Hell. Ah, comedy horror. Haven't been a fan since randomly stumbling across student bodies early in my teens. Don't get me wrong. There were some pretty funny lines, but I checked out mentally at around 40 minutes. Two devil kicks to the balls out of five. That's crazy. Now, is the devil kicking you in the balls or are you kicking the devil in the ball? Oh, the devil's kicking you in the balls because that's (laughs) what the... that's what she does. Yeah. 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 I guess that's fair. I'd say stick it out to the end, buddy. Two, two out of five is fair. <laughs> well, I mean, well, like I said, I know what this movie is. This was your movie pick. system. Yeah. 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 But I understand my own schlock. That's the thing. I, like, I don't Who know. I understand that? my schlock. That was uh, Dom. Dom, Dom Cree. Cree. Well, Dom, please send in more about the devil kicks to the crotch. Yeah, because if it's yeah. by Illustrate the, pain them. Of, the pain of watching the movie... Wasn't that painful to me? Sure. I'll, I'll give it one out of two kicks, or one out of five kicks. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm body, confused on where the devil kicks are. Is it like but, the the more devil kicks to the balls is the better, or the less is the yeah. better? Because if, if this is uh, two yeah, out of five right. devil kicks to the balls, is that, that might be good, guys. That's the same thing. That's the I'm same gonna take that as a, I'm taking it for a positive. I don't guys. understand the Rotten Tomatoes rating either, because it's like, if it's 100% rotten, then it's not that bad. No, or no, fresh. Oh, they do fresh. Fresh. Okay. You're right. Fresh. You're right. If you're under, what is it, 40%, then you're right. Then that's so, right. so let's say the devil kick to the balls is on the negative side. <laughs> yeah. Devil caressing your balls will be on the positive side. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going with there three crotch lights. Three crotch lights. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I do like student body, so give me points for that. That is yeah, a good yeah. horror comedy. Well, I thought he said he didn't like it, though, right? Is that he, what he said he didn't like student bodies. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Yeah, he's he doesn't like horror comedies. Well, sorry, Don Cree. We will watch more horror comedies. Then don't watch Pandemonium with the Smothers Brothers. The Smothers Brothers. Oh, boy. So, uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, Brent. Wrap it up. Uh, yeah, so, unlike Dom, I sat through all of this film. Well, Dom may have sat through all of it. He said 40%. He well, oh, that's right. He, he minutes. checked out. He right. checked out sorry, sorry. sorry. Right. Well, he said oh, he checked out. He might have finished it. I he just said he checked out. The okay. Christian guy in the closet mentally checked out at 40 minutes, too, but he was still in there. Dun, dun, dun. Dom, please make your emails more clear in the future. <laughs> we need to know what double kicks of the balls. Are they good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for writing it. Yeah, thank you. We do appreciate it. Uh, okay, so, yeah, this film is, uh, it's nothing that, you know, I mean, a person of my, of anyone, uh, anybody with an adult brain. Or IQ over four. Or, <laughs> or IQ over four. Fuck, I like this. <laughs> pro- well, I mean, you're probably going to have uh, issues with it. Now, that said, I did laugh out loud many times in this film. So this, <laughs> this is a funny film. Um and I, one thing we didn't really talk about, but I do want to talk about is early on, there was, there's not a lot of like outside characters in this film besides the people that are in this house yeah. for this birthday party. But early on, you see what's his face's parents. Oh uh, shit, that's right. James yeah. Karen. Oh, from, uh, How can we not talk? Because <laughs> yeah. he's in one scene. Yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. one scene. Yeah, he's, he's obligated somehow to do this movie. He probably thought he was obligated. That guy's begging for jobs. Part of yeah, a free right. But he's like, I could talk. <laughs> That's like an extra $50 or whatever. <laughs> Talk about, like, he's got the writing. He's got the best line in the whole film because he gives his son some advice. Oh. He's like, it's reluctant, but he's like, you know what, son? <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you know I what I do? <laughs> you know what I do? <laughs> My first date. I go right for their ear. I stick out my tongue. All the way out. All the way out. And I stick it right in their ear. As far as it'll go. (laughs) That's dating advice. Now we know why he got the job, not Brent. Because he could deliver the line. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair enough. But uh, And then later on, you do see his son try that in the film. I can't think of the character's name. That's the most awkward scene in the whole movie. Thank you, Carl. That is very awkward. But it's amazing. And again, it... It early on makes you realize what kind of movie you're in for, right? So with that in hand, um, I think that you can you can get through this movie. Um, I would rec—I don't know if we have any, you know, pubescent listeners out there. If you're 13, this is the movie for you. Yeah. You know, you check it out, chub. and you, you get your first little chubby. You even get boobs at the end. Um, but if you're, I don't know, if you've missed it to this point, I don't know if you should consider yourself lucky. It's probably not something you should go seek out because you need a VHS player, <laughs> machine, machine. Dang it, well, VHS, Jack Brown, <laughs> yeah, VHS machine. And uh, and yeah, you need to find it on VHS, which you could probably do at your local Salvation Army. I mean, they go, they can go, they go, no, these sale. go for about like all roughly around twenty bucks, though. Oh, really? yeah. Just because they're out of it's out of fucking print, and I mean, it's, it's got a cult yeah. cult follower. Yeah, I've never yeah. anything that says OOP. Double up the price. I'm still the only person I've heard talking about. So I'm sure there's people out there. Hello, America. We're going to find out. Are you out there? 
So I suppose, I mean, if you've listened this far into the podcast, you're still interested, so go check it out. I recommend trying to hunt it down or contact Travis. Maybe it's on YouTube. I will check during Gary's ramp-up. Might be. Okay, uh, this was definitely, to me, something I caught on uh, USA Up All Night with Rhonda Shear. (laughs) To me, that era had a lot of these movies that were geared towards that. Direct VHS releases. You know, now we call them direct-to-video or direct-to-DVD release. Uh, I just think a lot of people were cut their teeth with these. You know, some of them were just people trying to get their names out there. Like I've seen four of the actors in other movies. You know, we saw uh, the uh, what was the main blonde Nazi dude? He was, uh, he was Gregory in Animal House. I've seen him yeah. him in that. Of course, the uh, Leslie Dean. Yeah, we've seen her in three other horror movies: Nine Seven Six Evil and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, like it's Langwilly Carl. He was in Hamburger Hill, one of my favorite Vietnam right. movies. Uh, but the rest of the people, yeah, I didn't know any of them, but you know, in past this, we didn't see them anymore. The, I am going to look up the girl in the sons of anarchy episode because now I'm intrigued. I got to see where she is. I'm, I'm betting hooker or crow. Eater. <laughs> I won't explain crow eater because this is, well, it's not a family show no, anyway, not. but we still won't explain it. But, uh, anyhow, it, it was a fun movie. Again, I think in this setting is the best way to watch these kind of movies. A bunch of guys get together, sit around, laugh and joke and have a little fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. You can enjoy the movie. Uh, a lot of fun lines, funny little jokes. Uh, we've all agreed that the nuns was one of the best scenes in the movies. For Christ's sake, please pull back the blue lighting. It bleeds through to the credits, for God's sake. <laughs> pull it back. <laughs> but, but yeah, once you go back. And I don't think it's necessarily an 80s stank as much as it is a, a that VHS market stank. That should have been what it was called mm-hmm. because that's when it shifted. There was good horror movies in the 80s. A lot of these just weren't them because they couldn't get the big studios to finance them. Well, plus, I mean, who knows? I mean, was there a fucking lighting guy on this? I mean, what if they, you If know, there was, he should have been like fired. Like dude's mom, you know? Yeah, the exactly. guy's mom was well, because they're in, you know, the producer's house. You know, they don't want to break anything. And, and I think it was Colin that said, don't, don't pull the lights back too far. You're going to piss off the neighbors. Yeah. Because they're shooting it at, you know, two in the morning in L.A. So, you know, it's one of those things. It, it's a fun movie. But again, watch it with your buddies. Some, you know, throw together some popcorn, get some beers. Travis's recommendation is definitely a good one. A couple of drinks in you wouldn't hurt before you started watching. But again, the thing, too, is what we had talked about with the, the market that they're looking for is those those 13, 14 year old boys. Now, Travis, you were what? How, how I was I was fucking seven when this came out. Yeah, so, so I, I had just come back. I had just come back from my first tour. God damn. But anyway, <laughs> so so. You know, guys like me, we would watch them, sit around and laugh about them in the birthing compartment on the ship, you know, but we didn't take them too serious. They were just fun, you know, and I think if you go in with that that mentality, you can have fun with it. Uh, Again, it's 80s horror-ish, so so it's more more comedy than horror. There's not a whole lot of horror to it. Even what's supposed to be horrific, I could just be a desensitized maniac, but it's just not that horrific to me. It's more fun than horror. So, you know, student bodies, again, that's a little more goofy than this, but still a lot of fun. So I would look it up again, you know, get your VHS machine if you can find one. You know, Walmart may still have the duels. VHS recorder? Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, even if you got to string it up to a light bulb and guess what they're saying, you know, take a a Toshiba? Give it a try. But, uh, yeah, have fun with it and give you know, but do it in a group. Don't don't watch it out. Always do it in a group, baby. You're gonna find this great. 
movie that you've missed your whole life because yeah. this ain't <laughs> but it's still fun. Well, I like the way that the two recommendations so far have been the qualified. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> if you are under these specific exact circumstances, we have then we will recommend it for you. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sitting here the whole time. I'm like, uh, it's coming down to me. And I'm like, what am I going to say about this? Because <clears throat> it's not a good movie, but it has... I, you know, I mean, like, if you were to look at it critically, uh, it's very tough to do, I think, you know, but it does have, like, some, I think the actors are good. Like, the actors do deliver, you know, pretty good performances. Leslie Dean is like, she's got a bad agent or something. I mean, she's been in three things that two of them I've just been exposed to recently. Freddy's Dead, I knew from a while ago. She Wait, didn't really. Nightmare 3 or Freddy's Dead? Freddy's Dead. Oh, oh. And she didn't really terribly impress me very much in that, but like she was more impressive in nine seven six evil in this. I mean, now that I've seen like a range of stuff that she's done, and it's like, what happened to her? I don't know. She's went off the map, and she's off doing something still in the film business, but like not very much. Uh, and uh, Dana Ashbrook, I think you know. I mean, he had some kind of star quality or something back then riding off of the success of uh, Twin Peaks but he's not bad in it I wouldn't say anybody's really bad I mean if they're bad if it comes off as bad it's because they're intentionally trying to you know hit the specific tone so it's like I didn't have a bad time watching it I thought that you know it was going to be worse than it was so it's like eh, it's that bad would I recommend it to you uh, I think it has to be a qualified recommendation based on, you know, like where <laughs> oh. we're going with this. It's like if you're under the right circumstances, like which. Well, because. Do you like the movie or not? Let's just. <laughs> oh, now you put him on the spot. <laughs> Did I like the movie or not? I guess in this case, because I'm trying to think back. I mean, like 976 Evil was the last movie that Travis recommended, I think. Last one? No, no Toxie. Oh, Toxie. Well, that one, too. Okay, that one, yeah. It was like I, I actively disliked, I think, Toxie when I was watching it. This one I didn't actively dislike. It was like, eh, you know, it's all right. It's not a good movie, but it's all right. I mean, I'm not. I'm having a good time watching it. More of the jokes, I think, were successful than weren't. Uh, so, I mean, is that a recommendation? I guess it's kind of like Certainly an offhand. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's recommend Girlfriend from Hell on Woo! YouTube. We got if, one. If you are uh, is it drunk. Is on YouTube? It is. Oh, Full wow. movie on YouTube. So if you're drunk, stoned, and you know that you like this type of, you know, we, if you listen to us talk, <laughs> yeah. this is for you, then go check it out. I fucking love this movie, despite how horrible it is. I mean, I'm one of those guys, like, I don't make excuses for a horrible movie I like. I'm not like, yeah, but it's got the, no, 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 I got it. I know the bad parts of this movie. <laughs> I just think the concept to me, it just, it gives me, it's so fun to me. Just the idea of this, like, I mean, regardless of the actual story, it's just the visuals is this fucking space hunter guy chasing a demon into a nerdy girl. I've seen a lot worse movies take place in, like, one house as a location, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's some movies that take place in one house, and it's just like, it doesn't fucking feel like they're in a house. Where are the, ma- I mean, trick or treat, right? You saw the kid's room, and, like, a front door or something like that. It's like, his house was, like, an empty universe to, like, it's just his bedroom, right? There was a living room with a stereo. Was there? 
Laundry I think there was, there was mom's no, room. That was the, she did that the, the kid's friend. Kitchen that, was a, that, that was the kid's friend. That wasn't, that wasn't his house, though. Yeah, that, that was, was the kid's friend. His house. Which? I just think we saw the living room. He fucking handed out the, the fucking candy. Like, yep, kids came to the door. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I don't, did nobody see this yep, movie but okay. me? Not the criteria to do so. We don't have the criteria. You haven't read the script. I have the novelization. Yeah, the Rambo guy comes in. Mom's in her room. The point is, I've seen a lot worse movies. Take place in upstairs one. hallway, upstairs hall <laughs> bathroom because they're in the shower yep, with the radio. Don't forget we the laundry room. Saw, we barely saw the house. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> there's worse movies that that get you discombobulated and where you're, yeah. where you're at, or how long somebody can hide somewhere, or like, I mean, yeah, in this movie, I'm like, they're just in a bedroom. How is she not getting there? <laughs> I mean, so yeah, there's a little. But other than that, I mean, like I said, you just don't fucking think about it because it's all just about a hot chick who's the devil going around making sexy comments and seducing boyfriends and like, oh man, it's like everything, uh, I mean, it's like if this, if they made this a fucking titty comic, I mean, everybody would buy it. I mean, this is like a Van Preller or something like that. Not really, but. Oh yeah. Just the idea that it's a sexy, big bosom, like evil chick that is going to seduce you. She doesn't just want to kill you. She's going to make sure she fucks you. You're going to get fucked before you die. And that's like how. how I mean, wouldn't the R rate like uh, it is R rated? <laughs> no. Wouldn't the more R rated no. version of this be no, like not what at all, you actually wanted? No, to see? because that's uh, see that's not filmmaking. When you actually film people fucking, that's not filmmaking. See, these people are pretending. That's actually just shooting yeah, people. Like, fucking, yeah, but it's still it doesn't need to be that hardcore. Yeah, but back then, just saying blowjob could have got you the R. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be that hardcore, and, and it, it just wouldn't. That wouldn't touch the tone of it. If it made it too sexy, that wouldn't. You know, and then it would be a porno. And then it would just be, you just like soft core. That's your no, thing. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. No. Colin, yeah. I like to. Colin Life just Force. thinks that he likes, he's got Life a normal Force. sexual whatever. Uh, he just you ever see a movie called The Unholy? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where the right. priest, yeah. yeah. The priest okay. and the succubus. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. That's a great one. But that's not a comedy. That's true. No. That's not a comedy. No. Yeah, that's a movie. I'll come up with one. Go ahead. That's a comedy? Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I don't think it needs well, that over splash. 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 Well, you were talking about earlier. You mentioned my splash. demon. Didn't, he didn't fuck the mermaid, one. though. He didn't fuck her. I, didn't he fuck the mermaid? Like later on, when no, she we saw. Yeah, she wasn't like big titted fucking mermaid. Like I want to. I want to point out that Colin did leave the f- film for a moment uh, like the worst moment to leave because there were boobs oh, yeah the one boob so he's yeah, like yeah. he's got this jaded concept of yeah. no boobs in this movie boobs yeah. in the movie yeah no well you were boobs. talking about earlier you mentioned My Demon Lover that was another one that had uh, that sexual innuendo but not really and again it would show things that, that was PG-13 sex, but, that's fine well, yeah, are you sure true. yeah what about Once Bitten is that R that's you don't PG-13 see, is it well, this is R for language, not for I fucking know. sex. I know. You're just a pervert. You just have to, like, I can't have sexuality without seeing some skin. We all I can't a, jack off to this. Seen. It's too fucking What was the, what was the line for the thing? I find this I find this video hard to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that from? Was that from this? No, that was there was something on YouTube. He goes, the guy's writing in because he's like, I'm sorry, but I find this video hard to masturbate to. <laughs> Demerit. So, I mean, I just... I just like this movie. It's a good, it, it, and it reminds me of the time like we were, we were when there was Roseanne Barr and She Devil. You had Serial Ma. It's like this Bedazzled. was kind of a this was kind of a strong woman period of like these horror comedy type things, right? Like the women were getting back of the men and they're taking charge of their sexuality and all that jazz. 
Not that I'm saying that this movie is like supposed to represent that or anything. Because like that. it's all just, from a male point of view. Yeah, it's all from male. Well, but those were the movies coming out, right? It's the threat of male, uh, female sexuality. Yeah, well, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> fuck, I mean, it's like this was the 89 to like 90 fucking four was like the killer woman like age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so, even even like I said, Witches of Eastwick, the three right. women fought yeah, back three women. the devil. Yeah. And just, uh, I don't know, like I said, I like how lighthearted it is. It's very, like, I don't want to say pulpy, because I don't want to get that across, but just the idea of the guy going to heaven, having to become a devil hunter, did that, you know, that's pulpy to me. It feels very, like I said, concept better than execution, but sometimes I think that's what you fucking need. When you're going to see a movie, like, called Hell Comes to Frogtown or whatever, like that, it's like, <laughs> dude, you know what you're in for, you know, it's just like... It is called Girlfriend from Girlfriend Hell. Girlfriend from mean, Hell. It's a joke title right there. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, and... She's literally from Hell. So Not it's just a bitch. I mean, of course I, and, but that's what I like about it. in this. It's like, dude, hell feels like a different dimension. It feels like it could be a different spacey dimension. It's right. not this like, it's not like such a, uh, like a Judeo Christian idea of, of God and the devil. You know, they could be zipping around and Star Trek, Doctor Who, man, they're, they, they, I thought of another, uh, angel movie that starts the Starfield. What? And the angels talking. Huh. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, huh? shit. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I don't watch It's a Wonderful Life. Goddamn classic. What? Yeah. what? Yeah. That's right. Holy shit. You heard me. All right, cool. Right here, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That movie you got it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. You've never watched it? Never. Don't uh, make did you say you're not going to watch it? Never. I don't want to watch uh, it. Well... Dude. I know how it fucking ends, right? It's like it's one of those movies it's where it's just like journey. I get it. It's getting there. It's journey is the getting. Yeah, there. it's the getting. It's, there. it's a most people don't well even like told. Christmas. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I'm not a big Christmas. I've seen it because I, I love got Christmas, drugged right? into it, but yeah. drugged, drugged into movie, it. You wake right. up and it started like no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got the eyelids. My, my, yeah. my favorite Christmas movie is still a Christmas story. That's that's my favorite. But uh, that's, yeah, that's so, well, I'm gonna wrap this up, guys. Christmas movies. So we're talking. About I like Scrooge. Uh, so yeah, we're coming up on that. We're almost to Christmas time. Pick your Christmas movies now. Yeah. So of course I recommend this fucking movie. I mean, it, you know, it's just it's fun. If you take it too seriously, you're not gonna have a good time, and that's just on you, man. <laughs> that is on you if you don't have a good time watching this movie. You know, you add part of the fun. To it. If you don't have the imagination to watch this and like, like. Just whatever, come away with it, like with a better movie in your mind than what is actually on this tape. Then hey, it's, you're so at fault, listeners. Man. Travis is telling you you are the problem, yeah, not us. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes movies are like that. Well, my buddy, I mean, you're a comic book fan. Sometimes, yep. what you your imagination is what you're actually putting into some of these yeah. stories. You know, just like any movie from the sixth, like Nine Living Dead or anything. You know, your imagination is at, and that's a good. I mean, if anything, you would call that a good horror movie, right? If your imagination is at a lot more to it than there is, you know. But is, is that sometimes that's filmmaking. Because, like, a lot of times you'll get on Sean and I about films that were like theorizing on what's. Well, going but you on. guys are coming up with character like, oh, but she, she had, she didn't have a home. It's like, where the fuck are you coming up with? She didn't have yeah, a but home. In like those that. cases, I always <laughs> feel that the filmmaker intended you to but fill in the blanks. But how? Or in this, it's like. The filmmakers put everything like they went out of their way to explain every fucking thing in the movie and exposition. There's no room for imagination in this. The imagination's on the screen in the films that that Brent's talking about. But that's why that could be made up, though. That's why I'm saying that idea of like what this character is doing that could be made up. Where this, hey, he's a fucking 
devil chaser from Purgatory. That's like, it's there. They, I don't need to make up anything about this movie. It's there. How serious you take that or where you will go with that. And that's, like I said, that's up to you or whatever, but it's there. No, you don't got to make up anything to make this movie like a story. But you're saying that your imagination is filling in certain gaps, right? No, no, I'm not saying filling in certain gaps. It's just if you can have fun with your imagination, you can have fun with this movie. So you can make it a better movie. It's just if you have an imagination. Like I said, it's just like, okay, I mean, the reason I like... I can't believe we're getting into this conversation right now. End of my fucking wrap-up. It's just like... uh, It's... It's just like, I don't know, it's just like fucking anything. Your imagination. We never really knew what happened to him. We just assumed. Yeah. You know, so that's part of it, I guess. So by imagining that he went off and did something somewhere, it makes the movie better. No, God damn it! You guys are crazy. I, I'm, I'm just saying. saying I'm, missing, I'm just saying that I'm missing what your point this is. This story is imaginative. Regardless of the production value, it's got story in there that, okay. you know, if you've got an imagination... And you oh, can hear it's the film, same way as this, a filmmaker. This, no, as a fucking oh. viewer. Oh. If you're watching Twilight Zone, right, and the guy wears a fucking goddamn basket on his helmet, he's like, I'm from space. You as a viewer know, oh, that guy's from space. Regardless of if it's 50 years later and what it looks like to you or blah, 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 you know, yeah. this guy's from space. You did, 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 you know, that's your imagination working for you. And it's not it? creating. Well, because, yeah. No, it, I mean, just like the guy wears a helmet on his head, just, so he's from space. Okay, so that's what I'm fucking saying. That's why I'm saying it's not the same thing as watching a piece of shit like Buffalo 66 and creating character-driven <laughs> fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but just because that's creating shit that's not there. That's creating this whole lifestyle that the director does not fucking even... Give you an ounce of I think, nothing. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's not there. We have a difference there. of opinion on well, that. Because, I think it is all. No, but like, you're well. Up. No, but you're really, But you're admitting that you're creating something. It's not there at all. You can't fucking watch that movie and tell me anything that is actually there about it. You can't look at the script and tell me anything. You guys are saying about that fucking character is there. That's made up in your mind. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's not what I'm saying. You're about invited this. to participate. I think. How do you know that? You're just a viewer sitting in a living room. How do you know the director's inviting you to fucking do anything? He could be a dumb piece of shit, and you're giving him all this credit. <laughs> That's why I don't, you know, that's why I was saying at least with this, yeah, oh, call it a piece of shit because it doesn't, like, have the best photography or the best whatever, whatever. But it's got imagination just in the writing alone, just in the concept alone. But nobody called it a piece of shit. I mean, we gave it four. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, since I got grilled on my use of imagination, (laughs) Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) What is imagination? So, yeah, that's my fucking wrap up. End of show. (laughs) <laughs> so right, that's it. it's girlfriend from hell and next week on the girlfriend or on the girlfriend from hell on the saturday night freak show it's gary's pick welcome aboard gary thank you as a permanent member of the freak show and your first movie is gonna be session nine the uh psychological horror thriller from 2001 starring david caruso and i use the word starring loosely but it's a good movie Dun, dun, oh, well, man, they just ruined it. Now there's no suspense of what you wrap up. It's going to be shit. I suppose he's picking it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not going to be good, folks. Yeah. Tune in no. next week. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. That's a good movie. There you go. So go check it out. If you have any questions about it, get a hold of us on Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. And, uh, hey, man, if you got some extra time, go back and listen to our past episodes. They're all archived on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbay FM, Castroller, and more. So until then, the party's over. Good night.